Hi, welcome to the Common Thread Podcast. This is Matias, and I'm here with Elliot. We're talking to Sophie Brandingham and Luis Castro about the 1BU Charity Gala that's coming up this weekend. And we were just curious, honestly, what you guys had planned for us, what the reasons for creating the event were, and where you guys see this going in the future. So if you guys want to introduce yourselves to start with, that'd be, that'd be very nice. Yeah, sure. Um, so my name's uh, Luis uh, I'm the president of Alianza Latina, um, and we're one of the um, co-hosts um, for this event. I'm Sophie. Um, I'm a member of Omega Phi Alpha, which is the community service sorority on campus. Um, hopefully going to be on eBoard next year, but now I'm just a general member. Sounds good. Sounds good. So um, why, don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, how you guys came about the idea, um, what the reasons for, for the idea were, what motivated the creation of the event, that kind of thing. Tell us a little bit about that, please. Um, yeah, so it kind of is a, a two-part thing. So the first part being, in no particular like chronological order, um, a friend of mine, um, Bignesh, uh, who is on um, the IND, uh, Iona New Delta eBoard, and the um, uh, Boston University Indian Club eBoard, um, he approached me about collaborating for a bake sale um, to raise funds uh, for Syrian refugees because um, you know, as many of us know there's a crisis um, as they continue to have their uh, ongoing conflict in Syria. Um, so he uh, wanted to have a fundraiser to try and provide some relief um, for refugees uh, from Syria as they're coming to the United States or as they travel to other parts of the world um, to try and um, live more safely. Um, but unfortunately, um, Alianza Latina had a lot going on that week, so I said, um, you know what, I love the idea, I love the enthusiasm, I love um, doing something about this, but can't really help um, right now. Let's meet up and talk about something else. So we did meet up um, in the GSU probably a few months ago now um, and got to thinking about like what we could do. And, um, you know, as we were talking about all the different options, whether we would have like an, another like bake sale or... Um, if we would have, hold some sort of an event or collaborate with some like outside groups um, in the Boston area, um, we got to thinking like you know the, the Syrian refugee crisis is one of many things going on right now um, that we lots of students we feel would really want to help out with in whatever way they could whether that's um, you know sharing their stories about why these things may affect people in the BU community whether you realize it or not or um, you know, uh, fundraising, if that's something you can do, or getting involved with activism. We, we really wanted to kind of figure out a way to um, provide a platform for any student who's interested in um, giving back or helping out in some way. Um, and we kind of tossed around, okay, well, what are we good at? Um, for a lot of big clubs like ours on campus, it really came down to we're good at planning events. Um, we're good at getting people in one room. Um, so that's kind of the, the way we went about thinking about it, we wanted to think about, okay, so what are we good at and how can we use that to help? Um, we're great at hosting really big events on campus, so we, we got to think, okay, well, what if we brought a lot of different groups on campus together um, to host some sort of an event um, to try and raise money for those uh, nonprofits and charities that are doing this work right on the ground instead of us trying to jump in and um, interfere with the work and try and you know, learn on, get on a learning curve. Let's just help the people who are already doing the great work themselves. Um, so that's kind of where we went with this. And then um, we approached um, uh, 
the student activities office about trying to figure out how we could fund something like this. Um, and they were very gracious and you know pointing us in the right directions and um, connecting us with the Howard Thurman Center to really make sure that we had um, the resources we needed for an event like this. And then from there, it was just about thinking about what are those other groups that are, you know, compassionate um, and thoughtful about what's going on in the world. Um, and that's kind of how we got with the Asian Student Union, Omega Phi Alpha. Um, Eventually, we um, also ended up, well, from the beginning, we were also partnered with um, Ross University Indian Club, IOTA New Delta, um, and then eventually we also uh, have now connected with Brothers United and um, Alpha Phi Omega. And in the future, we're hoping, you know, to work with as many clubs as possible and, um, you know, just consider what different topics we want to talk about and what different charities we want to donate to, because um, we want this to be an annual thing. You know, these issues are never going to go away, unfortunately. Um, but we want to do everything in our power to make sure every year we're trying to help out those people who are doing the best work. So, so I guess my particular question is um, sort of how, how will it work sort of forum-wise, but then post-Gala, you know, how will the funds be spread? What particular organizations are you going to be working with? And how are you going to sort of divvy up um, any any proceeds from the gala to specific causes? Yeah, um, so I guess that's another question for me because that's um, I've been helping on a lot on the logistical side. Um, so sorry to hog <laughs> <laughs> the conversation. Um, okay, so um, how's it going to work? So let's go to the lead up to the event, the event itself, and then we can talk about um, how we're not going to keep any of this money afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so leading up to the event, I'm sure um, m both of you might have seen, and I'm sure a lot of you listeners might have seen on um, social media, particularly on Facebook, maybe you've seen it on Instagram, maybe on Twitter or something else like that, but particularly on Facebook, we've had a social media campaign around this, um, around the One View Charity Gala, where we're working with a great photographer, um, Stephen Fakaturo? Yeah. Yeah, okay. um, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. But um, he's a great photographer, and we're working with him um, to take uh, tons of pictures of a lot of different students. At this point, we're at over 50-something, maybe close to 60 students from a bunch of different student groups, um, more specifically those that are um, from any of the six partnered um, hosting groups. Um, and basically, what we're asking is for students to tell their stories or to talk about why they're passionate, either from a you know societal standpoint or from a micro personal standpoint about why they're passionate about any of the three selected um, issues for this year which we've gone with um, women's and community health issues um, and rights um, immigrant rights and issues and then um, living with disability living with disabilities um, and then the partner charities for each of those um, themes I guess you could call them are um, Planned Parenthood specifically um, the Massachusetts League um, of Planned Parenthood um, uh, student immigrant movement, which does a lot of really um, on-the-ground radical work to make sure that um, undocumented and documented immigrants um, are getting the assistance that they need and um, really trying to integrate them as best as possible into society. And then um, Adaptive Sports New England, um, which is this great group um, specific to Boston, um, but I think they also have uh, more regional national chapters, but I could be wrong, so double-check that one. Um, but they do um, great work in helping um, young adults uh, who are interested in playing sports but might have some sort of um, disability that makes it difficult for them to become involved with those sports. So if you've ever seen anything like power rugby or power soccer, um, this is the type of work that they do in making sure that that's accessible um, to a lot of different um, kids 
and uh, young adults uh, with different needs. So are you guys just going to split the money up three ways? Is, is that yeah. that's yeah. how it's going to work? Yeah, so um, so once we actually have the event uh, the night of, there's going to be lots of um, different performers. A lot of um, We really tried to reach out to some of the best that BU has to offer. We obviously couldn't squeeze in everyone because the night is limited. Uh, there's only so much time, but we have um, King Jay coming, who's um, one of, if not um, BU's uh, most acclaimed uh, rapper right now. Um, we have... Um, some of the cast from um, Beyond Broadway's Godspell are going to be coming to perform a piece um, from their upcoming show um, entitled Godspell. Uh, we have Boston's, a great acapella group on campus, um, will be performing. And of course, um, one of the best dance crews in Boston, Fusion, um, is going to be performing. Um, and they're all doing this, you know, out of the kindness of their hearts, charging either nothing or next to nothing. Um, when you know when they do similar events, they could charge way more. They could um, sell out a room like this on their own. But everyone's really passionate about what we're doing here, um, so everyone's really you know just trying to help us promote the themes and the message and raise funds for these groups. And then once the you know once the night is over, after the music and the dancing and the food is all gone, and um, we count the money, we're going to split it evenly between all three charities. Um, I think it's just kind of better than trying to figure out through numbers, like what's more important to us or like trying to force people to choose between any of the charities. I think it's um, just best if we split it evenly between the groups. Um, and that'll really help us to make sure that we're um, making a, a significant contribution to each of the groups because, you know, what could be a small contribution to a large nonprofit like Planned Parenthood could be the difference between a kid um, getting to play a sport or not play a sport for Adaptive Sports New England. So it's just kind of that's our logic and how we're um, distributing the funds makes sense um, I think I think for me one of the one of the things that uh, I, f I found most interesting in initially talking to you about the existence of this event in the first place is uh, the greater context that motivated the promotion of these specific ideas um, if, if both of you could uh, could talk a little bit about um, some of the circumstances and some of the dynamics that warrant raising funds for these issues and why you guys want to plan this event for now I think and coming from a sorority, which is obviously all girls, women's rights is something that was really important to our organization in particular, so we really put forward Planned Parenthood. Um, I just finished writing my post for social media, and I found it actually like quite a cathartic experience to write because it was getting my own views kind of onto paper. And I think you'll agree with this, coming from the UK, there's such a different attitude to accessible healthcare for everyone. So Planned Parenthood in like the general press represents this massive negative social image to a lot of people. But in fact, it's much more than that. Planned Parenthood supplies like general health, like affordable health care for a lot of people. It provides cancer screenings for men. It, I went into Planned Parenthood for the first time last week and I was surprised by the completely like different demographics that were represented there. It wasn't just women that were in there, there were men of all ages waiting to be seen. And I think that that's something that needs to be promoted more. It, Planned Parenthood doesn't represent this like front for anti-abortion protest. It represents like affordable healthcare for everyone. And I think compared to where I come from, where affordable healthcare is seen as a right, it's not like, it's not a privilege that people should have to fight for. It's something that we dis we assume that we have so I think that's like a major cultural difference that I have seen and I think that Americans need to fight for more personally 
Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think, I, I think a lot of people would agree with you on that particular mm-hmm. point, that's for sure, especially, especially in Massachusetts. Um, I guess the 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 other que- the other question I would uh, I, I would have is regarding specifically the immigrant rights issue. Not that it hasn't been an issue in the United States mm-hmm. in the past, but I'm assuming that given our times and given the context, it's much more on the front burner rather than on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering what I guess what moving forward do you think drawing attention to this specific issue in this particular context will do for uh, immigrant immigrant rights in the United States moving forward. Yeah, so this is definitely something we've, um, in the last year or so, we've seen a lot of talk about on campus. Um, and, you know, if you go to BU, you know an immigrant of some sort. Um, you know, I think we tend to think of, like, students from other countries as in, not quite the same as immigrants or students who are, like, you know, second generation or first generation Americans. You may or may not think of them as immigrants, but um, the reality is, if you go to school like Boston University or if in the majority of the country, you're you know you're you're around people who are immigrants, um, and the rhetoric uh, that we've seen in just the last uh, year leading up to the you know the last year's election, um, you know there's just been this this fear um, among immigrant communities that you know they're no longer welcome here. And that's, you know, antithetical to what the United States is supposed to be. This is supposed to be a country where anyone from around the world who's willing to work hard um, can get to where they want to be in life. And obviously there's roads and, you know, there's difficulties along the road there. There's barriers to to getting some of those things. Um, But those are entirely separate issues. The idea is supposed to be, like, we can debate and we can talk about how we're going to... um, welcome immigrants into this country, um, but we're not going to flat out, you know, do, I mean, hypothetically speaking, crazy things like ban entire countries based on the basis of religion or something like that, or, um, you know, hypothetically speaking, build walls or something to keep people out. These are things that are not only illogical, but uh, as I said before, antithetical to what it means to be an American or to be a part of the United States. in bringing attention to it specifically for this gala, um, for me, I just kind of think I just kind of think it points out that immigration rights, as with you know any of these other issues that we're, we're talking about, either community health, health or living with disabilities. If you read some of the posts that people are putting up, people are very directly affected by this on this campus. Um, I think a few weeks ago um, there was a, a woman in a different sorority at BU who I think was held up at the airport on her way back from her home country getting back to Boston University. This is uh, a student who's been accepted here like the rest of us, who has every right to be here just like the rest of us, but because of the basis of her nationality was being uh, unfairly targeted and unfairly uh, persecuted in, in her attempt to you know, get back to the university and get back to classes like everyone else. Um, I think being in this bubble, we can sometimes forget um, that people have these different backgrounds, that people come from different places, and in promoting these stories and in talking about these things leading up to the gala and in donating to um, the charities that we're donating to afterwards, I think we're given a clear highlight of like, no, there are people at the school who are immigrants, there are people who's at the school whose family are, families are immigrants, and the reality is, if you look at this from a historical standpoint, if you look at this from a factual basis, which we should do because we're all university students here, um, the history of the United States is the history of immigrants. There is not. There, there are very, very, very few people in this country who can actually claim to, you know, 
have been a part of the United States for more than a couple hundred years. So if, you know, if your family dates back to the founding fathers, you have immigrant family members. Like at some point or another, like your family were immigrants to this country. And, and you know, it gets complicated when you talk about how they were immigrants or, or how they got about getting here. Um, and some people, did, some people didn't have the right to claim that they were immigrants. They were brought here unfairly and without their choice. But just about everyone in this country at some point or another um, came here from somewhere else. And that's something that I, I was really passionate about making sure we were talking about and cognizant of. So my third question is, so we've, we've gone over specifically how sort of sororities and, and Planned Parenthood and immigration has been a, a large part of the, the news cycle fairly recently. Um, and it, it makes sense why Alianza Latina, the Indian Club, Asian Students Association um, is uh, very interested in these issues. So uh, my question is, uh, your third issue, um, living with disabilities and specifically um, physical activities and sports with disabilities, how exactly did that come up and, and why did you sort of pick that as your third issue even though it didn't sort of, it's not one of those big issues that we consider a lot? Um, well, it wasn't personally put forward by OFIA. Um, as I said, we chose to represent Planned Parenthood, but within our sorority, we have a lot of girls who are passionate about helping people. And I think one of the main ways that we do our community service is helping people who are have disabilities or who are less able. Um, so yeah, some of these are seem very obvious, like a lot of the... Um different um, cultural groups and cultural student unions um, would obviously be interested in immigrant issues. Um, the, um, our partner sorority, um, OFIA, would also be interested in something like Planned Parenthood. But there's intersectionality with all of these, um, and that's also where um, the living with disabilities uh, topic also comes up. Um, because if you're looking at the post, and I really want to talk about how the post that we're sharing on social media really highlights why um, each of these issues matters. You're, people are talking about these from all the different groups. So we have people in Alianza Latina talking about um, living with disabilities, talking about immigration, talking about um, uh, community health. You have the same thing going on in um, Omega Phi Alpha. You have the same thing going on in Agency and Union and, and across the board. You know, people are talking about each of these issues because none, none of our groups or none of the students in our groups is just um, you know, one thing. We're, we're affected by all things, all of these things in some way or another to some extent greater than, for some of us to some extent greater than for others. Um, this topic in particular is we, we like, we knew we wanted to do something more specific that was like health related, but we also wanted to think about like who else was being like unfairly persecuted in the last year or so, um, or unfairly, um, or misrepresented in the media in some way, right? Um, and so we really got to talking about um, what those different topics could be, and we, we bounced around different ideas, things like the, the environment, things um, you know, um, putting a highlight on journalism or lawyers or things like that. But again, we wanted to like kind of think of more local, um, those organizations that could really use the help on a micro level. Um, and I actually have this friend um, who I want to shout out right now, Tim Jenning. Um, Timothy Jennings, I don't know if he ever goes by Timothy, but Tim, um, is an old friend from freshman year, and um, he um, is always, yeah, I, like, I always see him post on social media about, um, like, power soccer, power rugby, I think he has a little brother um, who is involved um, with, like, a, um, a power sport, um, and so I asked him about, like, hey, like, 
we're looking for charities that we think might be like uh, or nonprofits that we think like might um, benefit from something like this and um, I think this would be a really cool topic and he was the one who kind of like helped me um, find Adaptive Sports New England and I got in touch with um, one of their directors and um, he just I, I went on their website and I, I really encourage you to go on the websites for any of these three groups um, again the groups are um, Planned Parenthood um, Student Immigrant Movement and um, Adaptive Sports New England and you can see like the great things they're doing and so like I went on their website and they literally like have on their donations page like they outline for you like what very specifically what your donation will do and very small amounts of money will do like really great things for these um, uh, any of these people who want to get involved um, with sports um, and I know for me like growing up um, you know sports and I think for most kids for most people sports is something that's like really unifying and really um, great to be a part of uh, and to give that opportunity to other people um, who may have you know difficulty becoming a part of some sort of athletic uh, activity um, just on the basis of, of how they were born um, I think it's great for us to be able to like just give people the opportunity to do what they want to do it and if all it takes is like raising a few dollars to get there um, then I'm happy to do it and um, so once I like talked um, with um, the representative from Adaptive Sport New England once I talked with Tim and um, we got an idea of like what um, the um, donation would look like uh, or like how the donation could help um, then we talked about it in, in a, as a group though all of us who were um, uh, the, the co-hosts for this event um, on Saturday and uh, yeah we were all like it was a no-brainer so um, the point you initially raised in, in part of your response I think is is what goes to the core of is the spirit of the event itself which is that of intersectionality you have a whole bunch of different groups representing different demographics different genders uh, different backgrounds, et cetera, et cetera, all coordinating to organize this one communal event and represent, as is evident in the title, one BU. Um, so I guess I, I, I'm curious about uh, the emphasis on intersectionality, uh, why you think it's warranted right now, and how you guys plan to annualize this and carry it forward in a vision for the future. I think that one of the things that I really loved about the social media campaign that we did was I've learned new things about the girls that I've known for like two years now. So through reading their posts, I've learned things about their background, things about their lives that I never would have known before. Um, that's what I love about, as you said, the intersectionality of the event is like, is people coming together over issues that I had no idea they were passionate about to begin with. Um, I think the whole idea of bringing people with different ideas and passionate about different things together is really important in this time right now. I think that having empathy for others and being able to educate yourself on issues that don't necessarily directly affect you is so important and being able to stand up for people who don't necessarily have a voice. And I think during this time period right now is when we all need to, to do that and to realize that getting outside of your, uh, your own bubble and your own thoughts and your own needs is more important than necessarily just like standing by and watching. Yeah, definitely. Um... Everything Sophie just said pretty much hits it on the nail. Um, and how we went about like planning this, we, uh, a lot of the people planning us are like already knew each other before right. this, and we're all involved with like different things. And um, so definitely, when like when I was thinking about like who I wanted to work with, like I knew I like I have known a lot of the girls in OFI, um, a lot of the women, sorry, in OFI since like I was a freshman. Um, we've been working closely with um, BYC, the Indian club. Um, this year um, as a part of like having met them in the Howard Thurman Center before um, 
we've always wanted to work with the Asian Student Union. We think they're an amazing group. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm involved with Brothers United. I'm like, uh, I've like always um, uh, admired the work that um, Alpha Phi Omega does as well. Um, and uh, again, same thing with um, Iota New Delta. Vignesh is also part of um, Boston University Union Club, and we've been working closely with them this year. So, like, everyone involved with this is like, I think it's like, the, the planners are like a microcosm of like what BU is as a whole too. Like, you have people who all know each other and like like one another and are friends, but we don't always like get those different groups of friends all in one place. And that's kind of like what we're trying to do here is like, you know, all of these communities, whether you realize it or not, like intersect at different times. Like I know people who have like been a part of AL um, and who are also a part of like OFI or a part of like a different group or, you know, who represent one of these different groups at some point or another. And like now it's just like we're just trying to, you know, for once actually like get everyone together in one place, do one thing together. Um, and you, you know, you got to start somewhere too. It's like we're hoping this, this is turns into a yearly thing where it's not just um, these five or six groups right now, but like next year, bringing on more and more groups and getting more um, a variety of opinions and um, talking about what different um, issues we want to um, fundraise for every single year. Yeah, I think there's always something to get involved with. I think that's why I was going through like going forward. Sorry, I interrupted. Um, I think that like where I see the event going in the future is that hopefully. Student, there will always be an issue or an idea that students can get passionate about and get around and all come together, which I think is what the main focus of this event is. See, so you've mentioned that you want to make this an annual thing, uh, but you've also mentioned how you've brought together a sort of coalition of friend groups. So my question is, what are your sort of specific plans to ensure that this outlives, you know, people yeah. graduating, yeah. friend groups breaking up, and how do you maintain this coalition of sort of cultural student um, and community service oriented groups uh, to really continue this sort of year to year. Yeah, so I mean if you'll notice it's not like Lewis, Sophie, Lauren, Niti, Vignesh, um, Hadi's thing, it's Alianza Latinas, Asian Student Union, Omega Phi Alpha, Brothers United, um, Alpha Phi Omega, you know, it's, it's their event. It's like our event through our clubs, um, or sorry, it's our clubs events and we're doing the work mm -hmm. on behalf of our clubs. Um, you know, the, the planning work and logistical stuff like that. Um, I think that's what's important. Um, I think sometimes you have really, really, really great initiatives and big events going on campus, but then they're only as strong as whoever the people are planning them. Um, our logic was very specific in um, how we went about um, figuring out who was going to work on this. Is like we wanted really, really strong groups with like historical evidence of um, putting on large-scale events um, like this successfully on their own over and over. Uh, because that's how you ensure that in the future when we're all gone, um, you know, a year or two from now, um, as most of us begin to graduate, um, the event will continue to happen. Because um, it's not supposed to be about, you know, any one of us or any one of us um, being a part of this. That's great while we're here, but you also have to think long term if you want to make a, a sustained um, impact in the future. Um, you, you do have to plan for that. So I think in, in, in making this... Um, a, um, even from how we're promoting this from right from the jump and, and talking about this as an inaugural event, it, it highlights to people like, okay, there'll be opportunities to get involved in the future. Um, and I think we've all made very clear to like all of our e-boards and all of our general body members that in the future this is something they can look forward to and becoming involved in their planning. So one thing I think is 
also important about your event is the target audience. Are you guys simply targeting BU students, or are you aiming this event at a wider audience, a wider range of people who might potentially be interested? Yeah, um, we are definitely not discriminating where we get donations from. Um, <laughs> um, so the target, so the event itself is very much um, about getting BU students to um, get together and uh, enjoy an evening together um, at BU. Um, under one roof, all in one place. Um, so we really, really are pushing for BU students to come to this um, event. It, it's definitely free for BU students. Um, all they have to do is um, uh, bring their BU ID or RSVP on the, um, the Eventbrite, which will go live soon. Um, but uh, from outside of BU, people are also um, definitely encouraged to come as well. Um, we're hoping to get people from the Boston community. Um, we've definitely been talking to um, outside groups and some of the outside um, nonprofits to definitely um, push the event as well to anyone that they know um, and to any connections we may have like at other universities in the area. Um, but with the Eventbrite, uh, people will be able to donate from literally anywhere in the world. Um, there will, there's an option for a free ticket for if you're a BU student. Um, there is an option um, to buy a ticket um, if you're not a BU student. Um, I think the um, most uh, economic one is, I think, a, a $10 donation. Um, for non-BU students, and then there's um, increased levels if you want to make a, a more generous donation if you're able to, um, and those will all be on the Eventbrite, and people will just be able to opt into whatever they can afford, whether it's five, ten, um, twenty-five, or fifty dollars. I think those are the, the different levels we went with, um, and then of course free for BU students, and that ticket will also be on the Eventbrite, which will be going up soon. Um, we're just um, waiting for student activities office to get that to us, and um, they're always you know busy, so I'm sure as soon as they'll have it, we'll have it up. And that people will be able to um, donate, and uh, yeah, you know, share with your cousin, share with your aunt, share with your mom, um, uncles, grandpa, grandmother, your boss, your old teachers. We're really hoping just if people can get the word out, um, that's how we really make this um, the donations happen. So I guess the final thing to cover is just you know when, where, how. Um, and just sort of the logistics of the actual event itself and how people from BU or people not from BU can get to it. Okay, um, so the event's actually coming up pretty quickly. It's this Saturday on April 8th. Um, it's starting at 8 p.m. and I think it's going through to 11. Um, it's in Metcalf. And I think the like set up the event is kind of the first hour will be, we have food catered by local restaurants in Boston. We have over a thousand cream puffs. You better get there for your cream puffs. Um, and then from there, we, we're hoping it's just gonna be a really fun event. People will be dancing, talking, obviously discussing the issues that we're trying to promote here. And it'll just be a really fun event for everyone to come to. Yeah, and then interspersed, we'll also have um, all those performers that we talked about. So whether you're interested in just coming in and having a great you know, time dancing or you want to listen to some great music um, or get some, catch some great performances, eat some great food, there's literally something for everyone there. So, Phenomenal. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for coming in. Yeah, it was a pleasure having you guys on. Again, this is Sophie Brenningham and Luis Castro. We were very, very happy to be able to get them on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening.